following program is presented by Tracy Austin of New Mentality PC and Mental Edge Fitness Solutions. Welcome to Mental Fitness Matters, a show designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve their mental fitness. Now, here's your host, Tracy Alston. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope you guys are out there doing amazing. I am super excited to talk about today's show, today's topic. I really think this is one that we don't talk about often enough. Not sure if we are even aware of some of the things we're going to talk about today, but I think it's time to have a conversation. Uh, Before we get started on the topic, I want to ask you guys a question. How many of you know your family history? And not just the medical history of your family, but the mental health history of your family. How many of you know what your mental health history of your family is? And do you even think it's important? I want to talk about this topic today because I truly believe it's a game changer and it's super important. And it can change how you operate in your life on a daily basis. And as someone who's very curious and loves human performance and and the psychology of human behavior, I know there's so many factors that go into making us who we are. But I also believe there's so many factors that go into us becoming who we're meant to be. Okay, so I think there's some things that we can do, especially when we get proper information, that we can make changes in our lives today that have an impact on our future and the future future of generations that come after us. Okay, so. Today, we're going to talk about family mental health history matters. And when I think about family history, it it definitely matters in all areas of life. But I think it's important to know that it can truly affect your mental health. Your family history can affect your mental health. Um, According to scientific research, having family members with anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD, which is attention deficit disorder or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorders, addictions, dementia, bipolar. This increases your risk significantly. It increases your risk significantly. And I'm not trying to say that to scare you. I just want to make you more aware. And today we're going to talk about some of these things in a way that we can start to be proactive in understanding how our history and our family, our mental health history and our family can be impacting us today, but also some things you can do now going forward to help you and the people that come after you. And when we think about family history, I think it's pretty common for us to be able to make those connections and connect the dots on how medical conditions run in our family, right? Um, whether you're sitting down with your doctor, they're probably asking you questions all the time. Does heart disease run in your family, cancer running your family, high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity? These are things that we can easily make connections to because it's probably something that we can look at on the outside and say, okay, if there's some things going on with this family member or myself, and your doctor's asking you about it, they are taking notes to wonder, you know what, is this something that could be underlying for you? And so many other things are going on underneath the surface that we're just not even aware of or knowing what questions to ask. And so it's been within the last decade, I would say, and I think it's so important. I'm glad this is happening. Mental health is another part of your history that we need to start making checks and balances on. Okay, within this last decade, we are starting to ask more questions and talk more freely, and maybe just within the last five years, we're really starting to take more observation of some of the mental health warning signs and things that are going on outside of our hemisphere or our environment that we need to pay attention to. 
I'm loving the fact that now some of the doctors and your, your physicians, they're mandated to now begin to ask questions about depression, anxiety. So they're kind of adding to their checklist to check in on your mental health. That's a change within the last five, 10 years, which is a necessary change. Um, and so if you're not seeking a mental health professional, like in my space, I'm a licensed clinician, so that's kind of part of our normal intake. But if you're not in front of a mental health professional on a daily basis, you're probably not even thinking or making those connections as why people may be asking you how you're feeling, how much you're sleeping, because those things are tied to your mental health. And so in my space as a clinician, I'm hearing more about um, people who are learning more about their mental health and thinking back through some of their own family dynamics and things that are popping up. For some people, it creates some fears and concerns and worries. And so I'm seeing people kind of talk more about, wait a minute, if my grandma had dementia or uh, everybody has people in their family that you can kind of start to look through and look at, or maybe even for yourself personally, you can start to connect dots in your family line where people might have seen, whether it's a family member that's always down or negative, or every time you get them on the phone, they're kind of in a place or a space that doesn't seem like they're doing well. Maybe that's a sign of depression. Maybe there's somebody in your family that every time they get to a gathering, they're passed out drunk, and the only terms that people have used for them in the past or is drunk or crazy or psycho because they didn't know any other words to grab there. Maybe there's somebody in your family that just isolates themselves. You know, they haven't been out in a while. They don't engage or interact socially. Maybe there's some things going on underneath the surface that has more to do than what the eye can see. You might have a family member that blows up, creates chaos, creates separation, always has something going on. Moods are high and low. You can't really tell what's going to happen when you're walking up on that person. So you kind of feel like you're walking onto eggshells. So I think we all have people in our family or know somebody yourself or personally where there may be some challenges popping up. And we just didn't have the terminology back then to know what it was that we were looking at or dealing with. So a lot of times those things go unaddressed, undiscussed and ignored, not intentionally. So when I think back to some of the descriptions that have been used uh, for behaviors and emotions that we didn't quite have that language and terminology for, I think it's really important because now as we are starting to speak from a platform here on Mental Fitness Matters for us to go a little deeper. Because in 2022, we have a lot more information, a lot more tools and technology, a lot more resources to really get to the root of what's been going on for decades, for centuries, uh, for so many people and how to begin to to really help people instead of really making fun of or ignoring people. Uh, Because I'm a believer that knowledge is potential power for radical changes. And that's what I want us to begin to do. And think about that for yourself. Think about that for your family. People do the best that they can with what they have. People do the best that they can with what they have. And so this information, guys, may be freeing for some people that as you go back and looking through, uh, whether it's something that you've been through in the past, whether it's something you're dealing with now, being able to forgive yourself and forgive the people around you. Because if resources and tools and knowledge wasn't available and they were doing the best that they could, let's have some grace there and have some grace for yourself. Because if we know better, we can do better. And depending on the culture and community and your methods of treating those symptoms, everybody's thing looks a little different. So where do we start? So now that we know that mental health can have an impact on your mental health and your family history, we want to start to pay attention and address that. So I think the very first thing that we need to start with is what we're doing right now. 
acknowledging and making aware that my family history can have an impact on my mental health, not from a fear perspective, but from a proactive perspective. That's why this Mental Fitness Matters show was created. It's about taking care of our mental health because when they are obvious, we don't want to just wait until there's an obvious stressor or an obvious crisis and then say we got to start to do something. It's about being mentally fit training your mental fitness as you would do your body. Your brain is kind of like that muscle. So that gut-brain connection, it's real. There's some things that we can begin to do to train ourselves to be more resilient. And when I say becoming more resilient, that just means that you're better equipped to bounce back from the real stresses and challenges of life. You're going to increase your happiness and your overall quality of life with more information and knowledge that you know about how to take care of your whole self. And it's also going to decrease, guys, this is big, so if our family history is tied to our mental health, if we're taking care of ourselves on a daily basis, this is going to decrease our risk of dealing with some of the mental illness that could be present in your family. That's a big deal. Everything that we're talking about right now is something that we can do. We can have control. We can be in the driver's seat. So I'm going to talk about the five ways that mental illness in your family can make you more susceptible to mental health challenges. All right. The very first one may be an obvious one for some, but it's genetics. It's genetics. Your genetic makeup can increase your vulnerability. And in my practices, we do what's called brain mapping. So we're able to kind of really see brain patterns and identify certain things that are going on. So it's not uncommon that I have people walk into my office, whether they've been diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, or anxiety or depression, or maybe they're uh, having some other issues with trauma, things going on. They ask me all the time, where does this come from? How did I get this? Is this genetic? So your genetic makeup can really have an influence and an impact on your mental health. For example, we've had, a let's say, for example, a 38-year-old client come into our office with attention deficit concerns, meaning difficulty paying attention, impulsive behaviors, and that seemed to run in their family. Then he brought his nine-year-old daughter in to see us, exhibiting some of those same behaviors. So now she's getting in trouble at school, not able to complete different tasks, and not able to keep up with that work. And so both of them completing a QEEG brain map, which was what we do in our office, it had showed some very similar brain patterns. So there's ways to see and detect what's going on in real time when somebody has an overactive brain or an underactive brain. We can literally see similarities in brain patterns in terms of what could be going on there. So genetics is one of those things that can really start to have an impact on your mental health. So being aware what your family mental health history is doesn't mean that you will, but there is a higher risk for you to experience some of those things. So I want to teach you some strategies on how to ward those things off. Number two, epigenetics. I love this, this space because it really is a new field of genetics in which it shows that our habits and our emotions can impact our biology so deeply, it actually causes changes in the genes that are transmitted to the next generation. That's big. So that means that the stress associated with the mental health challenges of the generations before you, like your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, can actually alter your genes and have you more susceptible to the mental health challenges that were present before you even got here. That's a big deal, guys. So stress impact. People coming before you, if they were stressed out, so if your ancestors had poor diets, right, if they were exposed to heavy metals or toxins, 
or if they lived with chronic stress or chronic stress in their environments, maybe there was some unhealthy prenatal nutrition going on in the womb. This changes their genes, which subsequently changes your genes. So epigenetics is real. So you got to think about that. Everything that we consume, everything that we consume, there is science showing that that makes an impact on how we show up, our moods and our behaviors, and some of the things that can be coming up along the way. I think that is knowledge. That is power. So when you think about that, genetics aren't a death sentence. That's not what I'm saying. Genetics aren't a death sentence. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. There are real things laying dormant on the inside of all of us. Just like when I talked about diabetes, high blood pressure, um, cancer, there's real things laying dormant on the inside of all of us. And our behavior and our environment is what wakes those things up. Our behaviors and our environment is what wakes those things up. So when we begin to engage, and that's why mental fitness matters, engaging in mental fitness strategies, when we begin to engage in mental fitness practices, this can help turn off or turn down the genes that make you more vulnerable to the mental health challenges that may be laying dormant. That's a big deal. So you want to recognize that there are some things that are there, but what we're doing on a daily basis is either putting fuel on the fire or putting the fire out. Which side of the coin do you want to be on? Um, we'll talk more about these strategies here in a second. Number three is being overly stressed being overly stressed and we're in a world full of stress where that word is used so commonly stress 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 but growing up in stressful environments being in a stressful environment this experiencing uh, ab abuse or neglect can definitely increase your risk of anxiety and depression so you want to be mindful of that again stressors are things that kind of send those things to a higher level so if you're somebody in a constant state of stress and you have family histories of anxiety depression suicidal ideation or completion these things are adding fuel to your fire. So you need to be really engaging in stress management techniques on a daily basis. Number four, if you have somebody in your family that's self-medicating, self-medicating is another thing that can increase your risk of engaging in some of these mental health challenges here. So if you have family members that are medicating with drugs, alcohol, or other harmful substances, you and your risk of picking up these habits increase. There, that increases your risk of picking up these same habits to cope with whatever that's going on around you. OK, the last one is not loving ourselves and not loving our brains enough. This one may seem like, what do you mean? But if you're not engaging in practices that encourage you to really think about your brain and your body and who you are as somebody to be loved, cared for and supported, Maybe you didn't have that growing up, so you don't even know where to begin or start that process of self-love and self-care. That has genuinely shown an impact in terms of brain development, brain size, brain growth, brain connections. It makes a difference in your mental health. There's a big part of you that's missing. So we have to learn these tools and practice these tools to really care about ourselves on a daily basis to increase our ability of being more resilient. All right. So. We have to start talking about this, guys. The very first thing we got to do is have conversations because that's really where we've been lacking. We've been observing, seeing, witnessing, hearing about things on the news, one shooting after the next. There's things popping up all around us. And then we're like, where did this come from? Right. There's nothing that's going on right now that's just popping up out of the blue. Everything comes from a place, starts from a place, originates from a place and grows from a place. So, number one, we have to start to think about these things. If I learned in having conversations with our family, 
Because if I learned one or two things about my family history, how would that impact my decisions in my life going forward? If I learned that I have anxiety in my family or a tendency to kind of isolate or to be really, really depressed, how is that going to impact how I show up in my family, how I show up for myself, how I show up for my kids, how I show up for my community? How is that going to change my behavior, if at all? Think about that. Because when we can start to really say, this is no longer just about me, it's about people outside of me, that's a game changer. That should shift some things that we have to really be mindful of how we, how we do that. So I wanna encourage us to have conversations because we're all dealing with something. And really I wanna encourage us to start to create a mental fitness uh, training protocol for ourselves. Because if we are training our brain and gut health, we're feeling better, living better, and thinking better. So what family patterns or dynamics, as you're listening to this right now, do you want to change? Is there anything that you're thinking about that you're like, hmm, there's some things that are going on, some things and habits that I have and some things that I do, some ways that I feel that I'm really not okay with? What can I do about that and what do I want to change? Uh, the first place you can start is giving yourself permission to set some healthy boundaries and to say no, because stress, guys, is not going away. And stress is one of those underlying causes, one of the number one underlying causes for some of these illnesses coming to the surface a lot quicker. So there may be some space and places in your life that you need to set some healthy boundaries, some conversations that you need to stop having with people. If you're talking to family members every day and they're sending you down a worried rabbit hole or a depressed rabbit hole, and if you know that's part of your family history, you might have to say, yep, nope, I can't engage in this much longer because I'm adding fuel to that fire that's kind of brewing underneath the surface for me. I have to create some space and protect myself there. But I also want to say, if you're curious and you're thinking about, well, I do have dementia and Alzheimer's in my family history. I do have depression, ADD or ADHD. I do have some obsessive compulsive disorder things going on in my family. And I want to know more about my own brain and my own brain health. Well, if you heard this show before, you know, for me, our companies specialize in QEEG brain mapping and brain testing where we're able to actually see what's going on in your brain in real time. So if you do have an overactive brain pattern, which can be more symptoms related to anxiety, stress, racing thoughts, trouble shutting that mind off. Maybe you have an underactive brain pattern, the brain fog, the focus issues, depression, memory issues, processing issues. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle. We have technology now that can show us what's actually going on. So you can actually begin to create a plan from a place of understanding, from a place of knowing, but also from a place of hope. So we are offering free consultations. This is not something that you can just do in the office. We do have mobile solutions so we can actually map and understand what's going on in your brain in real time. Um, so you can have access and the tools and the technologies available to see and help to get a starting place on where you are. So I encourage you to reach out to us. I will give that number. It's 704-799-1270, 704-799-1270. If you're curious about your brain and how it's performing, what ways and what patterns may be lying dormant for you, and you're wanting to really have a protocol in place to kind of start to get you more mentally fit, we can help with that. Give yourself and give your family tools and resources that are going to be helpful for their mental health helpful for their mental fitness. And I love this time of year because it's always kind of about traditions as well, right? This mental health thing is no different than traditions. How many times in your family or in your life have you done things of tradition because the generation before you did those things? 
Think about it, whether it's how you raise your kid, how you celebrate your family, how you respond and cope with stress. We're doing things on a daily basis because we saw the people before us do it. What I really want us to do, guys, is to take power, take control, get in the driver's seat, ask more questions. Because just because Joe did it 10 years ago, just because this is how I was raised 10 years ago, doesn't mean that I have to continue to follow the same patterns if it's no longer working. Maybe people back then were doing the best that they could with what they had. That's a lot of us what we're doing right now. When you know better, you do better. So I want to encourage us as a community to really begin to look at our mental health. Look at how you feel. Are you more anxious? Are you more stressed? Are there some things going on? Because that may change some of your behaviors if you're knowing that it's connected to something that's laid up genetically and that can really be exposed to you in a, in a way that's not helpful going down the road. So we got to get out of this way of doing things just because the people before us did them, especially if they're no longer working for us. You can make a change in your life. You can be that person. If you're saying, you know what? I picked out a couple things that Tracy said. What do I want to change in my family dynamic? This is what I want to see different. I want to see the way that we communicate with one another change. I want to see the way we handle stress change. I want us to come together. You be the change. You start that conversation. Don't wait for somebody else to do it, because I guarantee they're probably going to do it the way it was done before. It takes courage to step up and say, you know what? I want to talk about this. I need to talk to somebody. Because you could be the chain maker and the difference maker, but the connector to some underlying things that have been going on for a very long time. And you can start to set a new way of operating, performing and feeling for the, your entire family, generations to come. So be more concerned about your own mental wellness first, your own mental wellness first. Start with that self-love and self-care for you. You owe it to yourself to check in on yourself. And then you owe it to the people that are coming in after you to do the same because they're looking at you. They're following you. They're observing you. They're wanting to know more from you. So let's give them some tools and resources that can really help them. So being able to set some boundaries, healthy boundaries, saying no, that I can't go down that road because I know where that can possibly lead for me. That's a great tool. Getting your brain mapped. Stop by our office anytime. Give us a call. Let us send you a remote device to kind of check what your brain patterns look like so we can give you some tools and resources to take care of yourself. If none of those options work for you, guys, simply learning a breathing exercise or technique and doing that every single day will help calm your central nervous system, which is the system responsible for that fight or flight. Remember, I said stress is number one, number one cause of a lot of these illnesses manifesting and taking flight in the way that they do, medical and mental. So if we're not treating our stress, if we're not regulating our systems, then we're at higher risk for a lot of things to be breeding and growing, okay? So a simple breathing technique that you can begin to do right now is one of my go-tos and my favorites, 4241. You can download that Breathe In Mind On app at tracyalston.com. But you're gonna take a deep breath for four seconds, you're going to hold that breath for two seconds. You're going to exhale for four seconds and hold that breath for one second. You can do that at least a minute and a half to three minutes a day to start a breathing practice to get yourself calm, to get yourself regulated, to allow the oxygen to flow through your body and that you can kind of have a chance to breathe and take care of yourself. OK, your family history, your mental health history of your family, it all matters. And it's time out for us to be the last to get involved. It's time in for us to take charge and say, there's some things in my family line that I don't really want a part of. And there's some things in my family line that I do. And you get to decide 
That's your true power. You get to decide. It's nobody else's responsibility but your own. So I'm encouraging you to get more information, have a conversation, get your brain mapped if you can, do a little breathing, exercise, and being outside are free. So the more we're moving our body, the more we're moving our brain. It's all connected, okay? We also have some other ways that we can support you. So just give us a call. We're here to help. If you're wanting to feel better on every level of your life, Mental Fitness Matters, TracyAustin.com, we can support, all right? If you heard this today and it resonates with you or maybe a family member needs to hear it, let's start to open up the conversations and let people know that it's okay. I encourage you to download and, and share this with the people that you love and the people that you know, and you guys decide to connect and be the change together, all right, community? We're going to build mental fitness, which means we're building resilience. We're not waiting for life to happen. We're attacking life head on, all right? I want my community to continue to shine bright, continue to spread love, continue to find ways to take care of yourself. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week. You go out, shine bright like the stars that we are. I can't wait to see y'all soon. That's it for today's episode of Mental Fitness Matters. Get more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness by joining Tracy every Thursday from 8.30 to 9 a.m. and 6.30 to 7 p.m. for Mental Fitness Matters on News Talk WSIC.